What's up guys, Nathan here, and today I want to give you the top five signs that you are better at poker than most people. Let's jump right into it. All right, so counting down from five to one, here are the top five signs. You might be a better poker player than most people out there. Number five is a small gap between your VPIP and PFR around three points. Now hear me out, let me explain these sort of technical terms for you. VPIP and PFR are two terms that we take from online poker HUD programs like Poker Tracker, Hold'em Manager, and basically they're just fancy terms that refer to VPIP as the percentage of hands that you decide to play and PFR is the percentage of hands that you decide to raise. By the way, I'll have the links for the Poker HUD program that I use in the description below if you want to learn more. But basically what you want is you want a small gap, uh, three points if you use one of those programs between the percentage of hands that you play and the percentage of hands that you raise with because what that means is that you are taking control of the pot most of the time when you decide to enter and play a hand and basically this gives you a lot more ways to win so let's give you an example from a one dollar two dollar cash game here two people limp into the pot and you look down at ace five of hearts on the button decent hand but a lot of people would choose just to limp behind here and when i say limp i'm talking about just calling the big blind so they would you know just call the two dollars here but you being a savvy poker player who plays better than most people out there you decide instead to take the aggressive route i'm gonna discard the folding by the way i don't think anybody's folding this hand you decide to take the aggressive route and bump it up to twelve dollars in stand which i think is excellent i think it's what you should do because what this does is it immediately puts the table on notice that you are in charge here nobody gets to see cheap flops especially when you are on the button the best seat at the poker table ever created which i'm going to talk about in a sec here by the way a little bit more and you know all this you take charge this is going to give you more ways to win the pot as we're going to see right now so number four is you apply constant pressure because you are well aware that aggressive poker is usually winning poker and what i mean by this is you don't allow people to chase their draws cheaply against you and you're also taking stabs at a lot of pots that other people at the table don't seem to show much interest in. When I'm talking about applying constant pressure, I'm talking about both pre-flop and post-flop, but let's talk about post-flop right now. Let's just use that exact same example hand here. Once again, $1, $2 cash game, two people limp. You decide to raise it up on the button with ace five of hearts. You raise it up to $12. Both blinds get out of the way. They both fold and both limpers call. So let's go see the flop. Flop comes down with a king of clubs, four of spades, and three of hearts. So we don't actually flop anything here, but both players check to us what should we be doing in a spot like this well here's another sign that you play better poker than most people you decide to make a bet here because you know that applying pressure here even though we technically don't have anything although we actually do which I'm going to discuss in just a second here you understand that applying constant pressure allows you to lean on other people at the poker table and get them to fold maybe they'll fold a hand like pocket twos here or something which is technically ahead of us they might even fold a three they might even fold a hand like pocket fives or pocket eights because they're afraid we have a king. The bottom line, guys, is here we are leaning on other players at the poker table. We are giving them a reason to fold their hand, which allows us to take down more pots unimproved, often without even having the best hand. But by the way, spoiler alert here, we actually do have a lot of equity on this board, which I hope you savvy poker players have already noticed. We have a backdoor flush draw on this board. There's a heart on the board. We have two in our hand. Also, we have a gut shot to the wheel straight draw. If it came with a two on the turn or the river,
proper, we would make the wheel straight. And also we have an ace in our hand, so we always have those three remaining outs, those three remaining aces in the deck, that even if somebody has a king right now, we can catch one of those cards to win the hand. So guys, for all of these points, applying constant pressure, especially when you're in position, which we're gonna discuss in just a second here, is vitally, vitally important to your success at the poker tables. This is something that I talk about in my brand new Elite Poker Training University, is using your position at the poker table to apply constant pressure to simply win more pots. I walk you through literally hundreds and hundreds of example hands showing you exactly how to do that, but let's move on here to point number three, which is you are properly bankrolled. And this is because you understand that poker is a game of ups and downs. A lot of recreational players, amateurs, they just play for fun. You know, they're playing a $1, $2 cash game. They just bring, you know, $100. That's that's their whole poker bankroll. But you as a savvy winning poker player, you know that that's not a strategy for long-term success in this game because it means that you're gonna constantly go through these boom and bust cycles where you're constantly going to have to reload your entire bankroll, especially if you're playing online. This is really psychologically kind of devastating when you constantly have to keep reloading. The definition of a winning poker player is somebody who only takes money out. I mean, they put money in at the very beginning, of course, to fund their initial bankroll, but from then on, they should only be taking money out. It's recreational players that continually have to put money in, and it's because they're not properly bankrolled. They don't have a proper bankroll for the game. So you take your bankroll management very, very seriously. You understand that you should have, these are my recommendations, a minimum of 30 buy-ins for cash games and a minimum of 100 buy-ins if you play tournaments. And by the way, what I mean by a buy-in is uh, for cash games, I'm talking about a full buy-in, which is usually 100 big blinds. So a $1, $2 cash game, once again, we'll use that as an example. 100 big blinds would be $200. So 30 times 200, if my math is correct, that's $6,000, right? Now, I know this seems like a lot for some people, but if you take this game seriously, then you're going to take your bankroll management seriously as well. And for tournaments, so, you know, just assuming $10 buy-in is your average buy-in for a tournament, $1,000 in your bankroll. And the reason why you do all this is because therefore routine downswings, which is, again, the downs that you're going to face, the variance as we call it, the bad beats as we're going to discuss in a second here, they will not affect you so much because you are properly bankrolled for this and therefore you're never going to go broke. And that is really the entire point of being properly rolled for the games that you're playing in is you don't have to worry about this stuff. You can just focus on what matters at the poker table, which is playing every single hand to the best of your ability. All right, let's look at the runner up now. Number two for the top five signs that you play better poker than most people and that is that you understand the power of position, something we already touched on in this video, guys. Most amateurs, you know, honestly, they just play any hand from any position at the table that they want. Honestly, it's this is a foolish strategy because it is statistically proven that certain positions at the poker table are way more profitable than others, specifically the cutoff and the button. Once again, if you play online, you can just use a program like Poker Tracker, which I'll have links for in the description below, and you can just filter for your winnings at the cutoff and the button in that program and you can just see the cold hard evidence for yourself. You're gonna be winning way, way more from these positions than any other position at the poker table like the blinds, early position, middle position, and so on. And therefore, it only makes logical sense that you should be heavily biased in your starting hand selection towards playing more hands in the more profitable seats, the cutoff and the button.
done. If it is a close decision, for example, you've got some sort of hand like say 10-8 suited or something, you know, if it's sort of a toss up if you should play it or not, you should be more inclined to play it if you're on the cutoff or button. You should be more inclined to pitch it, fold it if you're in the blinds one of the other less profitable positions at the poker tables. So you as a savvy winning poker player though, you already understand this. So let's move on to my number one sign that you play much better than most people and that is you don't take bad beats personally. Guys, you know that recreationals love to chase every single draw, every single bottom pair. They'll chase you with ace high, king high, eight high. It doesn't even matter. Two napkins they'll chase you. And what this means, you already know this, is that it creates a mathematical certainty that they're going to give you a bad beat, a so-called bad beat from time to time. Because the beautiful thing about the game of poker, No Limit Hold'em in particular, is that it is very, very rare that somebody is drawing completely dead. And what I mean by that sort of saying is that they have no outs. They have no statistical equity to win the pot. Instead, most of the time, even when somebody doesn't even have a pair or a draw when they're calling, they still have some tiny percentage to win. Even if you have top pair or even two pair, they still have 5% chance of winning, 10%, 20%. And guys, these are small percentages, but we all know they will happen from time to time. It's not a shocker when a 20% shot comes through. It's going to happen one out of five times. So we don't need to take it so personally. We don't need to flip out and, you know, lose our cool at the poker table every single time these routine events happen. Instead, we happily go ahead and we pay our what I call the fish tax because we know that this means that we're playing in a profitable poker game because 80% of the time, of course, they're not going to win the pot and our top pair or our trips or a two pair or whatever is going to hold. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this poker podcast episode. If you want to know my complete strategy for beating small and mid stakes poker games, make sure you go grab a copy of my free poker cheat sheet that's available on my website at blackrain79.com. And also make sure you hit like and subscribe here to the podcast as I'm putting out new episodes every single week to help you guys quickly get beating your poker games. I wish you guys all the best at the poker tables. I'll catch you next week. This has been Nathan Williams with blackrain79.com.